0: place the world is just different but God is the same and I still have y'all I still have the family of God and no matter um you know what happens um it's such an awesome joy to have brothers and sisters in Christ and to be able to gather together and um to have that so um let's all stand up and we'll have an opening prayer Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning with thankful hearts, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you are a faithful God and that you are a good God, Lord, and that you never change, Lord, and that your word is true, Father. Lord, as we gather here this morning, I pray that we would be reminded um, just of your faithfulness, of your goodness to us, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the unfathomable love that you have for each one of us, Lord, and that you, you never leave us or forsake us, Lord Jesus. Um, God, we're just here to praise you, to worship you, and to, um, to just be reminded again of um, your sovereignty, Lord, and just um, your goodness, Lord. Thank you for the gospel, Lord. Thank you for your blood that you shed, Lord Jesus, to um, thank you, God, for taking our sin and our shame and all of um, who we were without Christ Lord, your word says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, Lord. And God, that's um, that's the core of our hope, Lord Jesus. Amen. That you have come and made a way for us to have fellowship with you, Lord. We just thank you for that this morning. Lord, thank you for each one that's here. And I just ask that you'd be glorified in our midst this morning. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's sing together. Here we are. Here we are Giving This morning, Lord, your word says that you inhabit the praises of your people. God, what an awesome privilege it is, Um, God, that we can sing praise to you and you inhabit that, Lord, and you are here with us, Father. Lord, we just praise your name. I'd like to take a moment this morning to share with you. I posted on the the Family Viber as well, but um, I'd like to take a moment, you can be seated, and um, pray for my brother in law, Rod, and his wife, Jenna. They have six kids, and Jenna's been battling cancer um, the last four years, and uh, it's gone into remission, and um, in fact, just. I remember she was actually at a very low point. Um, I thought she was dying a, a couple of years ago before me and Laurie started dating. And um, and then she came through it, and she was uh, cancer-free for a while, and it's come back. And um, she's doing better, I guess. The doctors thought they were going to lose her uh, Thursday night, but then she, she was in a coma. Um, she's got three tumors on her brain, and there's bleeding, and, and she was having stroke-like symptoms um, but she is awake now, I guess, last I heard, and um, is actually at home, which is, just sounds crazy. And, um, but they're going to go uh, check for, or I guess consult for treatment, uh, radiation treatment for the tumors on her brain uh, tomorrow morning. So uh, if we could just all, yeah, just uh, take a moment and pray for them. I would uh, really love that. Lord Jesus, God, our hearts... Um, ache with the the odors, Lord, and Rod and his wife and and the children. Um, God, I can't imagine how I must be living in that state of just the stress and not knowing what to expect, not knowing what's going to happen, Lord. Um, Father, you have given Jenna um, life and you've healed her in the past. and Lord Jesus, we ask that if it's your will that you would just bring her through this God, that you would work a miracle. Uh, Lord, but God, you know what's best. Lord Jesus, you are sovereign, and Lord, we we trust you no matter what happens. Lord, I pray, God, God more than just for physical healing, God, that you would surround each one of those children and, and my brother Rod, God, that you would give them the peace that passes all understanding, Lord Jesus, that you would give them a supernatural peace and a rest, um, God, that they would not fear the future but they would know that it's in your hands and God, that you are greater and you are bigger than any trial that we face. Father, we just ask that you would uh, bless them today and just, uh, God, we lift them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's also pray for uh, the Morgan family. Anthony, do you want to share? Because
1: uh, I think Um, mo- most of us know the Morgan family. Uh, for those of you that, that don't, there's a family in Tennessee, and we've gotten to know that the family of boys have been in and out here over the years. Sean's been here a, a number of times, and Sean was, uh, her mother was, was fighting cancer for, I think, like, eight to nine years or something like that, and, and we've kind of walked through uh, the ups and downs of that with their family to a certain degree, but uh, uh, the other day, Sean did go home to be with the Lord. She's finally healed, and she just she had a tremendous testimony of serving the Lord, and, and uh, she's been a single mom for years, and raised all these kids, and raised them all to love the, the Lord, and, and was just a real rock for that family, and, and the legacy she Pretty incredible. So let's, let's pray for the family that and that they would not uh, be shaken in this time of, of having mother grandmother home. I think uh, maybe all of one of the kids is married now, but uh, have their own families. But special prayer for the family uh, this morning. That their comfort would be in the Lord. And, Father, I come to you in this time. <clears throat> it's it's hard to say goodbye to those we love, and we especially think of, of the Morgan family this morning and, and the difficulty of, of saying goodbye to a mother who was really there Strength in this life, who's their, their rock, and you've taught them and you pointed them in, in your ways. And we thank you for her testimony of that, Father. And I pray right. That, oh, okay. that that life that she lived would continue to live out yeah, yeah, yeah. in the lives of her children, and that they would be found faithful as well. I yes. thank you for their testimony that I've heard so far of them trusting in you through this yeah. time. So just wrap your arms around them this morning, Father, and bring a special comfort to them and a joy in their hearts, knowing that their mother is now healed and in your presence. And I pray that you can give them joy to continue to serve you and knowing that one day, one day soon, we will be reunited, Father. I just pray a special blessing on you this morning.
2: beyond our understanding. You're teaching us to trust. Your plans are still to prosper. You have not forgotten us. You're with us in the fire and the flood. You're Who could understand your ways Reigning high above the heavens Reaching down in endless grace You're the lifter of the lowly around and you uphold me and your promises are my delight your plans are still to prosper you have
0: Um, called The Hymn of Heaven. Some of you may know it. Uh, Phil Wickham sings it. And uh, we tried um, to practice it one other time, I don't know, maybe six or eight months ago, and completely flunked it. We're like, no, we can't do that one. So I kind of pulled it out and sprung it on these guys. So uh, hopefully it'll come together. But it's a beautiful song. And, uh, yeah, I think we can just worship the Lord together singing it, so... How
2: I long to breathe the air of heaven The pain is gone and mercy fills the streets To look upon the one who bled to save me And walk with him for all eternity there will be a day when all will bow before him there will be a day when death will be no more standing face to face with he who died and rose The songs of faith we sang through doubt and fear In the end we'll see that it was worth it When He returns to wipe away our tears Oh, there will be a day when all will bow before With He who died and rose again Holy, holy is the Lord And on that day we join the resurrection We stand beside the heroes of the faith With one voice, a thousand generations.
0: I'll stand up and sing one more song.
2: Stone Messiah still and all.
1: that at the moment. And I was thinking this week of all the tough things, all the bad news that we hear, whether it's friends being sick and passing away or world problems and, and uh, World War III threatening and whatever the case may be, one of Jesus' last teachings to his disciples in Luke 21, he goes through all these things that we're going to see. He says, and then you'll see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things take place, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing nigh. Amen. That's our redemption when we get to look on Jesus' face. That's the ultimate redemption. So be encouraged. In spite of all the bad news that we hear, be encouraged that our redemption is drawing near.
3: Okay, so we you cast your burdens? Yeah. All right. Cast your burdens onto Jesus, for he cares for you. Cast your burdens onto Jesus, for he cares. Lift up Jesus higher, higher Lower, lower, lower Satan, lower, lower Lower, lower, lower Satan, lower, lower Lower, lower, lower Satan, lower, lower higher lift up Jesus higher 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 lift up Jesus higher 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 lift up Jesus higher 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 lift up Jesus higher higher lower 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 Satan lower 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 Satan lower 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 Satan lower 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 Satan, lower, lower, higher, higher, lift up Jesus, higher, 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 lift up Jesus, higher, 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 lift up Jesus, higher, 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 lift up Jesus, higher, higher. higher, Higher, higher. Good job. Give me five. Give me five. Good job. All right. That's what we just did.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where'd your mom go? Where'd your mom? Caden. Caden. Where'd your mom go? Oh, well, she's coming home tonight? Are you sad about that? In most cases, I'd say you'd be ready for the cooking, but your dad's actually a pretty good cook. <laughs> All right. What's another song? Donovan. This over here. Well, he's... he's I-B... What's that? The B-I-B-L-E? Yeah. Okay. The B-I-B-L-E Yes, that's the book for me I stand alone on the word of God The B-I-B-L-E The B-I-B-L-E I'll take you the book for me I stand alone on the word of God The B-I-B-L-E The B-I-B-L-E I'll take it along with me. I'll read and pray and then obey the B I B L E. You didn't know that verse? Hmm. I've sang that It's I was... If you do what? What are you gonna do? Can you sing I am a C? I'm a C. I'm a C-H. Can you guys spell? Okay, then we will play and you sing. Well, you said you can do it all by yourself. Prove it. A double dare. Triple dare. Okay, never mind. All right. Uh, okay, he did yank me out or something here. Then I'm going to yank you out. Oh, on oh, the be- Is that what you wanted to sing yet? Okay. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. I know I am. I'm sure I am. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. I'm J P P Y. I'm J O L O Y. I'm J. What are we spelling that and take me home to J-L-O-R-Y? I was trying to figure out what we were spelling. Sorry. I am a C. I am a C. Is that huh? I am a C. I am a C-H. I am a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N. And I have C-H-R-I-S-T in my H A R T And I will L-I-V-E-E-T-E-R-N-A-L-O-Y Faster? I am a C I am a C-H I am a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-N And I have C-H-R-I-S-T in my H-A-R-T And I will I am a C. I am a C H I am a C H R A S T I N and and That's fast enough I can't I can't spell faster than that Alright Another song you got a song? Leaning on the Lord's side robots okay leaning on the Lord's side Mm tell me whose side are you leaning on tell me whose side are you leaning on I lean I lean I lean I lean I lean On the Lord's side, I lean, I lean, I lean, I lean. I'm leaning on the Lord's side. Tell me whose side are you praying on? Tell me whose side are you praying on? I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. I'm praying on the Lord's side, I pray, I pray. pray. Pray, I pray, I'm praying on the Lord's side. Tell me whose side are you singing on? Tell me whose side are you singing on? I sing, I sing, I sing, I sing, I'm singing on the Lord's side. I sing, I sing, I sing, I sing, I'm singing on the Lord's side. I have wondered why that day I ever felt so inspired to make up that verse, but okay. Tell me whose side are you jumping on? Tell me whose side are you jumping on? I jump I jump I jump I jump I'm jumping on the Lord's side I jump I jump I jump I jump I'm jumping on the Lord's side I can only hope that that verse someday when you're made when you're given a choice to either follow what is good and follow the Lord or follow that which is evil and make a wrong choice that you are so quick you jump to the Lord's side. That's my, that's my hope. Okay. Another one? Hmm? King of the jungle. What would you say? You need somebody to come up for king of the jungle? Hmm. Who are you guys thinking about this morning? Lucas, Brad, Michael... Brandon, Anessa, Megan, Heidi Lucas, you are so popular Here you gotta come We'll try not to make you do too much dancing up here in your socks You'll slide around a little too much Alright So you guys, who else did you want? Okay, Brad, where's Michael? Where'd Michael go? He's hiding. Michael. Oh, Michael. Oh, that would make it really a mess. Judd, do you want to get Michael? Hmm? He's hiding in the sound booth, or he thinks he is. Thanks Judd. All right, there's one more. Brandon. 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 (laughs) You guys sure you only wanna make him do King of the Jungle? No, we gotta figure out something a little bit more. Oh, that's. I mean, we want to make sure we get our money's worth out of this. Hmm. We could start with Who's the King of the Jungle? Denzel, do you like that song? King of the Jungle? Okay. You got this? Alright. Who's the King of the Jungle? Who's the king of the sea? Who's the king of the universe? And who's the king of me? I tell you, J-E-S-U-S. Yes, he's the king of me. He's the king of the universe. The jungle and the sea. Who's the king of the jungle? Who's the king of the sea? Who's the king of the universe? Who's the king of me? I tell you, J-E-S-U-S. Yes. He's the king of me. He's the king of the universe. The jungle and the sea. Whaley, whaley, whaley. Well, we got that finalized. Is there, what do you want? J-E-S-U-S. What's one more? That's right. Good job. All right. What's one more? Um, Trying to think. um, How does walk, walk, walk in the light go? It's a great day to praise the Lord. Okay. We'll see if these guys can. Okay. So Brandon, Brad, you have to stand in front of these guys and show them how it's done. Stand looking at me. Come on. Stand here, and look at me. Yep, Brandon, back up a little bit. Stand beside Brad. Thank you. Michael, right here. Good job. All right. Okay, watch, Saretta. It's a great day to praise the Lord. It's a great day to praise the Lord. It's a great day to praise the Lord. Walking in the light of God. Walk, walk, walk in the light. Walk, walk, walk in the light. Walk, walk, walk in the light. Walk, walk, walk in the light walking in the light of god it's a great day to love the lord it's a great day to love the lord it's a great day to love the lord walking in the light of god walk 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 in the light walk 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 walk, walk in the light walk 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 in the light, walking in the light of God. It's a great day to serve the Lord, it's a great day to serve the Lord, it's a great day to serve the Lord, walking in the light of God. Walk, walk, walk in the light, Walk, walk, walk in the light. Walk, walk, walk in the light. Walking in the light of God. Good job. All right, you guys can, the children can stay seated and the older ones can go back. Yeah.
5: The word reputation. Has anyone heard the word reputation? Yeah, Kaden. So, do you know the? Have you heard the word?
4: No, we didn't.
5: Okay. So, what do you think reputation means? Does anybody have any idea? Yes, Caleb. Loving somebody. That's a good idea, loving God. Okay, I'm going to talk about a guy named Daniel, okay? Daniel in the Bible. Um, And I'm going to read Daniel 1, verse 1 through 21, okay? (laughs) He's having so much fun just running around. Okay. Okay. So this is a guy that had a good reputation, all right? You can have a good reputation and you can have a bad reputation, but we want to have a good reputation. And that, okay, so reputation means what people think of someone because of their attitude, actions, or what he or she has said. So it's kind of what people think of you. Um, Here, let's not touch this, okay? Can you sit back a little bit? All right, listen up. During the third year of King Jeherabim's reign in Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave him victory over King Jeroboam of Judah and permitted him to take some of the sacred objects from the temple of God. Hey, Benny, can you be quiet? So Nebuchadnezzar took them back to the land of Babylon and placed them in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, his chief of staff, to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judah's royal family and other noble families who had been brought to Babylon as captives. Select only strong, healthy, and good-looking young men, he said. Make sure they are well-versed in every branch of learning, are gifted with knowledge and good judgment, and are suited to serve in the royal palace train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon. The king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for three years, and then they would enter the royal service. Daniel, hannah I'm really bad at pronouncing names. Hananiah, Mishael, and Aziar were four of the young men chosen, all from the tribe of Judah. The chief of staff, Sh- can you? It's hard to hear. The chief of staff renamed them with these Babylonian names. Daniel was called Belshazzar. Hananiah was called Shadrach. Misha was called Meshach, and Uzziah was called Abednego. Do those names sound familiar? Hmm. <laughs> But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. Now God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel. But he responded, I am afraid of my lord the king who has ordered that you eat this food and wine. If you become pale and thin compared to the other youths your age, I am afraid the king will have me beheaded. Man, what a king. Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after them. And he said, please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water. Daniel said, at the end of the 10 days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. The attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided for the others. God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom, and God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. When the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and no one impressed him as much as these four men. So they entered the royal service. Whenever the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them ten times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdoms. (coughs) Daniel remained in the royal service until the, first year of the king of, until the first year of the reign of King Cyrus. So God had ordered Daniel and the people of Judah to not eat certain foods. And when they were taken captive by King Nebuchadnezzar in his kingdom, they were told that they had to eat these certain foods. But Daniel said, you know what? My God said that I'm not allowed, so I'm not going to. Hey, Benny, shh. So even though the king had told him that they had to, he said, no, I'm not going to. And you know what? God blessed him. But he had such a good reputation with the king and the people there. And then later on, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were the ones that wouldn't, um, they wouldn't bow to King Nebuchadnezzar, remember? And they were in the fiery furnace, and they weren't burned and Jesus was actually there with them. But anyway, so talking about a good reputation, Daniel had a really good reputation. Um, I have some questions for you about the story. See how well you were listening. Why did the servant want Daniel and his companions to eat the king's food? Why were they supposed to eat the king's food? He had all this amazing food for them to eat. Why do you think he wanted them to eat it? Hey, Benson? Benson, come here, please. Come. Why don't you sit up over here? That way you can listen. There you go. Do you know why he wanted them to eat this food? Did he want them to get super weak to serve in his kingdom? No, he wanted them to be strong and healthy, right? Just like the others. And is that what happened? No, they actually ate vegetables and other foods, and they got even stronger than the ones that were eating all this amazing food because they obeyed God. Because he didn't want to eat or drink anything unclean, what did Daniel ask to be served instead? Uh, vegetables, and water. vegetables and water. Yep. Do you think normally people get super strong on vegetables and water? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Water is very healthy, and vegetables, but usually if you want to get really strong, you have to eat a ton of meat, too. But they didn't eat any meat, and they got so strong, stronger than all the others. What? That was a miracle. But God is so strong
6: they
5: That's right. Okay, how did Daniel prove he and his companions didn't need to eat the, food, the king's food? How did they prove it? Yes, exactly. He tested it for 10 days, and after 10 days they were stronger and looked better than all the others who had eaten the king's food. How was Daniel rewarded for having a strong reputation of one who honors God? How was he rewarded? Huh? He did serve in the palace, but he was given something else by God. Do you remember what it is? No. No? No? He was given knowledge and wisdom, and he was allowed to serve the king, right? Even more so than all the others. In Daniel's time, certain foods were considered unclean and forbidden. What are some things in our world that can make for a bad reputation? What are some things that we can do that would make for a bad reputation that if someone hears or sees, they're like, oh, no, that's not good. What's something that we can do that would make a bad reputation? Yes, Kayla. Like if someone gets hurt. If someone gets hurt, and then how would we keep them? Help them. That would be a good reputation, right? To help someone when they get hurt? What's something that we could do that would be a bad reputation? Uh, Steal something from them. Yes, stealing. That would be a bad reputation. Someone would hear, oh, no. Sherry stole this toy from this little girl. That's so sad. That would be a bad reputation. Yeah, no way. What would be another bad reputation? Like robbing a bank. Oh, man. Now you would have a reputation not just with a few people, but with a lot of people. You might end up in um, the newspaper or on the news. So many people would hear about your bad reputation. What else? Fighting? Yes, fighting is a bad reputation can give a bad reputation. Um, lying, right? That's a tough one. What are some good examples? Some examples of a good reputation? Like someone to like to do something with like somebody. Being a friend, doing something with someone. Do you have an idea, Denzel? What's a good thing that you can do that would give a good reputation? is playing with me? Yes, playing with someone? What do you think, Tiffy? Helping somebody. Oh, yes. That would be a great reputation to have, knowing that Tiffy is always such a good helper.
3: Um, Helping someone when they're
5: opening presents. Oh, you are very good at that. You help. You helped Christy this last week when she was helping, and you gave her all the gifts. That was so sweet. That's a very good reputation. Like
2: if you like... What was it?
5: I
4: forget. Um, uh, um,
5: one telling the truth no matter what right or telling people about Jesus yeah like being kind to people being kind there's so but many good you... like giving and stuff yes giving that's a good idea do you have another idea from? We're helping Lukey build the Titanic. (laughs) Helping Lukey build his Legos and his stuff. Yeah, that's a great reputation. Okay, so it is built by doing something over and over again, okay? But we can do something good over and over again and have a good reputation, and then all of a sudden we can maybe say a lie or something, and our reputation can start getting holes in it, kind of, right? So we want to be careful to have a good reputation, but whose help do we need? to do this. We need God's help, right? To be able to have a good reputation. Okay. So I have a little story or a little idea. A Verse for you guys, can you all stand up? Stand up. Maps. Well, I have two maps, and yeah, you can keep those. <laughs> okay, listen up. I have a verse for you. Listen, Benny, listen. Even children are known by the way they act, whether their conduct is pure and whether it is right. Proverbs 20, verse 11. Even children are known by the way they act whether their conduct is pure and whether it is right. Proverbs 20, verse 11. So I want each of you guys to take one of these and try to memorize it this week. Okay?
4: Okay, very good. And when you get
5: these, you can go back to your parents. Remember to have a good reputation
1: morning, or I guess it's not quite afternoon, but we're getting there. It's good to have you all here. Um, Thank you all for sharing, and uh, it's been a blessing to be here this morning. I don't think we have a whole lot of announcements. Um, We were supposed to have Bible study this week, right? But that is being canceled due to some people likely traveling to uh, Tennessee for Sean Morgan's funeral. So um, I don't think there's any other announcements other than uh, the meal that's going to be served afterwards. Uh, But before we do that, uh, let's eat a little bit more uh, spiritual food. I think Phil's going to have a word here for us this morning. So let's pray. Father, I thank you that You are here with us this morning. I thank you for the time that we've had already and worshiping and praising you, hearing from you already. Thank you for uh, drawing our hearts to you. I pray that you would open your word to us this morning again and help us to receive it and to be changed by what we hear this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Teach them and heal them. And they turned to a cross. And they thought they had killed him, but they only set them free and live in the hearts of people like you and me who believe in him. Then came the apostles, and
4: most of them killed for telling other people about Jesus.
1: But by that time it was too late. There were hundreds of people who believed in Jesus. So they tortured him. Children, they even left their bodies to rot as
4: an example of other people. The church kept on the water by the blood of, love. of love these precious things. but that Did they want to die?
1: No. Uh, they didn't want to die. I mean, many of them had children just like you that they had a real crime, but they were forced to make a choice. Choose to live this one life here on Earth and reject Jesus and be damned, or they could choose to believe in
4: the words of Jesus and live forever.
6: The Soviet Union came into Romania. Richard Wormbrand was a pastor of a church, and along with many of the brothers and sisters, or especially the brothers in that church, they were forced with where they're going to pledge their allegiance. Will they be quiet citizens of the land and just live a normal life? Or is their allegiance to someone higher, the Lord Jesus Christ? And as they prayed together, shortly after the Soviet Union took over their government, they decided together their pledge of allegiance is to Jesus Christ. And as they were praying, the Lord told them very clearly Go make disciples of all men and share my gospel to the Russian soldiers who were the occupiers now of their land. And so the only people anymore that could were allowed to fix their things such as watches and so on and the Russian soldiers had an affinity especially for watches were the Russians. And so they decided they're going to take their watches and they're going to take them to the army barracks where the Russian soldiers had stationed themselves and they're going to go in it'll give them an entrance into the barracks and then they're going to share the gospel with these men that Jesus Christ is Lord they're not and he loves them and he came to die for them and he can redeem them from this life and they did so and one by one As they did so, they were arrested and put into prison. They were beaten. And as they were there in prison, encouraging each other, suffering daily beatings because they wouldn't give out the names of their brothers and sisters in Christ. They would not betray one another. They would not say, who else is a Christian? They protected each other in that way. To try to make them talk, one day, the Russian prosecutor came in with one of the men's young boys. As I recall, he was about 12 or 13 years old. And in the presence of the cell in the middle of the courtyard, began beating this young man and torturing him in a way that I'm not going to describe today. But as they did so, the father, of this boy, broke down. And he said, stop it, stop it. I'll give you all the names. I'll give you anything you want. Let my son live. And the son, in his pain, he died shortly later. And the father immediately fell on his face and repented that very moment. And he pledged allegiance to the Lamb again. They could not rob him of his faith, even by torturing his son in front of his face. Is he worth that to you? Today, as we are sitting here on our nice cushioned chairs, our brothers and sisters across the world are suffering at the hands of of people who hate God. They're still experiencing the exact same thing. And in fact, you and I are right now. The enemy of our soul hates us with the same cruel hatred that he hates all Christians with, that he hated Jesus with. And today, he has set His goal on your heart, on my heart, to destroy our allegiance, the faith of our pledge of allegiance to the Lamb. And if He can do it through taking your children from you, by beating them in front of you, or if He can take it by enticing you with the world around you, He will, and He is. Today, you and I are pledging our allegiance to someone. And as I've been reading the words of Jesus, especially in the Gospels, the Lord has been seriously confronting my heart with this question, where's your allegiance? You're living your allegiance every day. You follow your heart. As Jesus said, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And so as I read the words of Jesus to us in Matthew chapter 6, think about where is your allegiance? Is it to this truth? Will you pledge allegiance again in a fresh way today? to these words. And if so, remember this. If you love your life, you're going to lose it. But if you're willing to lose your life and take up your cross today and tomorrow, that's the only way you're going to get to live these words. It's through losing our life to pledge allegiance, allegiance to Him. You can't have your life in His. You can't have your will and his in your life. You can't have his ambition and his goals and yours unless you make yours his. He's gentle and his spirit has been submitted to the spirit of God. He's pledged allegiance. It's to those who are crying who mourn. Wait, do you consider someone who is weeping blessed? How are you dealing with all the death in our generation, in in the last few years that we're experiencing? People are dying all around us, whether it's from COVID or cancer or war or sickness. How are you dealing with this? Is your allegiance to this truth? Is your faith here? In John chapter 11. This is what Jesus said when confronted with the death of his friend, Lazarus. Verse 25 of John chapter 11. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall live even if he dies. And everyone who lives lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Where's your allegiance? To this life or eternal life? It's at one or the other. If you believe this, death will lose its sting to your soul. Because death has a sting like a hornet But it's not to your body, it's into your soul. But if you believe this, death loses that sting, and your soul can sing as it gives its life in allegiance to the Lamb. Can you do that as you lay down your will today as you lose? Lay down your own selfish goals and ambition and the Holy Spirit says to you, no, I have something else for you to do today. You had plans, but I have something else and you know he's calling you to do that. Or he just redirects your steps through circumstances. I pledge allegiance. The sting of laying down my own will for his is over. Christ took that sting of death away. So I'll gladly lose my will for His. A blessed, happy life is the only blessed and happy life on the earth. And if you believe that, you'll pledge allegiance to those words. Every day. That is my life to live today. A life that is poor in spirit. A life that is weeping with those who weep. A life that is gentle. That hungers and thirsts for righteousness. That is merciful. That is pure in heart. Its love is pure in its devotion to Jesus Christ. No other love is greater than that love. A life that is a peacemaker, that is persecuted, and that rejoices because the reward is in heaven. It's rewarded. And then Jesus continues in Matthew chapter 5 and says, this is the happy, blessed life. If you'll pledge allegiance to it, it'll be yours. And he says, it actually makes a difference On the earth, in your earthly life, you become salt and light in everyone around you. People see, when they look at your life, they see the light of life. They see this light shining into their hearts. Because the smallest commandment in this book, you'd pay attention to. You're like that man in Isaiah 66 whom God is looking at. You have the gaze of Jesus Christ upon you because you take His Word and you tremble at it and it is becoming your flesh and blood every day. You're fulfilling it. This Word is becoming fulfilled, filled up in your life. And when men see that, They glorify God saying, He has a Father in heaven. She has a Father in heaven. Wow, I don't have that. They have power on high that supports them. And immediately Jesus says, Now this is going to touch your relationships on earth, your personal relationships with your brother, your closest family, your sister. And it's going to deal with your anger towards other people, your frustrations when people are different than you. It's going to deal with how you speak about that, what you say to your brother in your anger. Verse 22, it's going to deal with your words. In James chapter 1, verse 25, he says, A man who is religious but does not control, or bridle his tongue, what is he worth? His religion is worthless. Zero. You're worthless to anyone you speak to and profess the name of Jesus Christ. I've pledged allegiance, but my tongue I can't control. It doesn't speak life, the, this book. It speaks my own life, my own thoughts, my own ways. It's just like, everyone else's. My tongue is just like everyone else's I live around with. And Jesus says, if that's the case, that's the first issue we need to deal with. And then he goes down further and he says, well, actually, the tongue is only controlled by the heart. And so he immediately enters deeper than the tongue. He goes down into the heart. And in Mark chapter 7, Jesus said, it's not what enters into your mouth that defiles the man. It's what comes out of the heart, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the real issue is your heart. So if your heart is lusting after things, whether it be after women or money or cars or trucks or anything in this life, your heart is longing for those things, that's what you're going to talk about. And it's your heart that guides your eye in your hands. It's your heart. So Jesus is now dealing with not just your tongue and your eye and your hand. He's saying, I want to change your heart. And that's why David prayed in Psalm 51, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. It was his heart that was his problem And it's still our heart that is our problem. And that's why God promised in Ezekiel this promise to you and I today. Have you read this promise that God promised to do in Ezekiel chapter 33? Actually, I'm thinking of the one in Ezekiel 36, verse 25. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh And give you a heart of flesh, a tender heart. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And what's going to happen to you? You will be careful to observe my ordinances, my word. That's what the new heart does it hungers and thirsts for righteousness. That's God's promise. And that's what God does when we come to him. It's not through our determination and our pledging of allegiance that gives us the power to do this. No, it's his, him giving us the new heart. And then out of that, we live and we begin to love like we've never loved before. A love that doesn't come from within ourselves You heard that has been said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's a human love that anyone can do. An ungodly person can do that. You don't need a new heart to love someone as you love yourself. That's a selfish love that is understood. I love myself this way, so I'm going to treat you that way. Anyone can do that. But Jesus said in John 14, a new commandment I give to you. That you love others as I have loved you. That's the new commandment. As He loves me, I'm now am commanded to love you. That's not a selfish love, that's a love that is from above. And the only way I can obey that word is if I receive first His love into my heart. And that changes my heart. And now his love flows through me. And it's not loving others as I love myself. It's loving others as he loves me. How do you know how he loves you? 1 John 3. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. That we should be called sons of God. Did you get that? Behold. What What does that mean to you? It means look at. The Greek meaning is this. It's a stargazer. You look into the telescope and you see the vast galaxies of his amazing love. Have you done that lately? Looked in this love story and seen how much he loves you. If you do, you'll love as he loves you. If you don't, the only thing you have is selfish love. You'll love others as you love yourself. But you'll miss the greatest one. And then he says, your righteousness is to exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees of just another religion. Be ye therefore Perfect. Even as your heavenly father is perfect. Now in chapter 6. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men. To be noticed by them. Otherwise you have no reward with your father who is in heaven. Are you an unrewarded Christian? you know how many Christians are unrewarded by their father? Everyone who is a showman. Is unrewarded. If your Christian life. Is a show life. That's all you got. When therefore you give. Alms or that word in the Greek. simply Doing good. When you go about doing good. There's this wonderful thing about Jesus. That Peter preached to. The first Gentile Christians. When the Holy Spirit came on in Acts chapter 10. And Peter was there. Telling them about Jesus. Cornelius and his household. And he said, Jesus, who was endued with power from on high, went about doing good. But you don't know. I don't know near all that good that he did. The first 30 years of his life. Do you know any of that good? It's a secret. Why? His reward is there, not here. But he did go about doing good. That's what his life was about. And Jesus, very interestingly, right after he said this, was no hypocrite. He lived what he preached. In Matthew chapter 8, it says he came down from the mountain and the multitudes were there and there was a leper came to him and bowed down to him saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And he stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I'm willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, shh, don't tell anyone. See that you tell no one. Go show yourself to the priest, do what the law says, and go home. That's what Jesus said to him. Has Jesus ever done this thing in your life? Given you a new heart? Cleansed you from a sin and said that word to you? Shh, this is between you and me. Don't tell do you have any rewards like that in your personal relationship with Jesus? Or are you an unrewarded Christian? Because you had to go tell everyone. Do you know what Jesus did to me? Do you know what Jesus did for me? Everyone knows all your secrets that you've Jesus has with you. Now, there is a time of testimony, of talking about God's goodness and His great works with us. But we who believe this word of eternal reward, and once you start receiving that reward from your Father in heaven, I tell you, it becomes so precious, you don't want to share it with anyone. It's a husband and wife kind of thing. We married couples who have a close relationship. There are many things we do together and share together in life That are only for us because our relationship is distinctly different and precious, that Christ made us one with. That is no one else's business. And if you or I, one of us, starts going out and telling everybody, our relationship loses its value, its preciousness, its closeness. And our marriage just becomes a showmanship. Which one are you? When therefore you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be honored by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. The praise of men is all you get. No other reward. You have no reward with your Father in heaven. That's an insecure Christian. And I love the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. He tells the church there at Corinth, he says, I don't judge and whether you judge me doesn't really matter because my praise is of God who looks at the motive of my heart and my reward is with him. Do you have that secure relationship with God today? Do you walk with him like that? Then you have, you are a rewarded son Daughter of your father. I tell you, you know this as a child of God. You're sitting here. You know where your rewards are. Whether you hardly have anything in the bank or whether you have a lot in the bank. Now let me ask you, which kind of a person would you rather be? A person, financially, who has their investments All over the place. They they own a lot of properties. They own a lot of of vehicles. They own whatever. They have a lot of mass of physical, visible wealth. But they're broke. Their bank account is empty. They have have no idea how they're going to pay for anything next month. They live from month to month to make all these payments. But you and I look at them and say, wow, they must be doing really well. Or would you rather have a lot of money in savings and not be spending it all? Have a lot of unspent wealth? Which one would make you feel better and live better? You answer the question, which one are you living the same here do you have unspent riches with your father in heaven in heaven that's where your heart is if you do because where your treasure is there will your heart be also but if you don't your heart is right here at this treasure you you need the praise of men to do well and if you don't have it you're devastated You fret about it, you're worried about it, that's all you think about because that's your reward. In your bank account up there, that reward you almost never think about day to day. Do you get up thinking about it? Are you laying up treasures there every day with Jesus by obeying his word and not telling a soul? It's just for him. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your alms may be in secret and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. And when you pray, do not be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the churches, synagogues, which was their church, and on the street corners, open public prayer meetings, in order to be seen by men. He's a prayer warrior. Have you heard of this guy? He prays all night, all the time. How does anyone know that? Who told anyone? He must have. Someone left that slip. Oops. Now he's paid in full. It's the only reward he gets. But when you pray, go in your inner room and shut your door and pray to your Father who is in secret. That's where he is. He's in the secrets of your heart. That's where he is. That's where he lives. And because he's there, your father who sees in secret will repay you. How will he repay you? He's going to answer your prayers. But shh. You won't let anyone know you were praying. Or you'll lose the reward. You'll just be paid him for right now. Have you ever been as a Christian tempted to do this? Be honest with yourself. You have fasted and prayed in secret. And you did it so, I mean, it was a sacrifice. You got up early in the morning. Maybe you prayed all night. Maybe you fasted, you know, and I don't know about you, but that doesn't come easy for my flesh. How many of you love to fast? Or days, skip meals, and do it secretly where no one knows? No, no one does. Our flesh doesn't. But you do it because you pledged allegiance to the Lamb and you care about someone's soul. Or maybe you're dealing with a sin in your own life. Or or you just, you're hungering and thirsting for the Word of God. And the Lord fills you with His Holy Spirit. And maybe you're praying for someone else. Boom! God answers your prayer. Now what are you going to do? Oh, by the way, we were praying. Yeah, did you hear so-and-so got born again? Did you hear so-and-so? God did great things for them. God did a miracle for them. Yes, I heard. Oh, brother, we were praying for you. You know, we're part of this. Where's your reward? Do you have any secret prayers that no one knows about until the day you die? Any? Or are you a penniless Christian, just living on pennies? Your prayers are worth a penny, you know, penny to the dollar. In heaven, that is. Who do you, where's your pledge of allegiance when you pray? And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. You feel like you have to pray long, say a lot of words to be heard? God loves noisy Christians, doesn't he? Where do you get that in the Bible? You know what I see what I, what I see in Jesus is that when he prayed all night, he didn't pray to be heard. He knew his father and heaven heard every word he said. He came to know his father's will. He came to listen, not to be heard. And if you and I learn that secret, There is so much reward in spending hours with Jesus in his word and receiving from him. Your cup will be filled and overflowing, but not to be heard. How many of you parents love when your kids just nonstop beg you for something? Nonstop they beg you. Does that bless you? You, come, beg me some more. Beg me all day, buddy. Beg me. No. But how many of you parents love when your children come to you and say, Daddy, what do you think about this? And they sit there and listen to you. Share God's word with them. And what you think. And your care. You're the one sharing. The parent is sharing. child is listening. Have you learned that secret? If you do, it will be so precious to you. You'll never give it out to others. Where do you get your wisdom? From others or from him? Therefore, don't be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Notice this. Our father who is in heaven. I have a dad in heaven. He's my dad. Hallowed be your name. You see how amazing he is. Who he is. takes a while to see that, by the way. For that to dawn into your heart. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Do you see what he's wanting? Lord, I want your will to be done. Your kingdom to come in my life. What is that? What is that will for me today? I've come to listen. And to do On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. I come to receive. And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Do you see the full surrender? The full surrender is epitomized. It's perfectly exampled in Jesus in the garden. Father, not my will. But... Oh, if there's some way could you let this pass from me, nevertheless, I give you my will. Was the Father's will Jesus' will? No. It was not. So Jesus surrendered. Do you experience that in prayer? In your prayers to the Father. Your secret prayers. That's an amazing reward. And whenever you fast... Do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do. They neglect their appearance in order to be seen fasting by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Eat in front of other people by all means. Fast secretly. So that you may not be seen fasting by men but by your Father, who is in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. Not here, in this life, but somewhere else. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures upon earth. Don't look for the treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and they steal you, steal your things. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore your eyes clear, your whole body is full of light. But if your eyes bad, your whole body is full of darkness. And if therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Have you ever been in great darkness? I remember being in Haiti many years ago, and we were way back in the hills, and there were no city lights anywhere. And when you went out at night, I put my hand out like this, and I couldn't see my hand. It was so dark, I couldn't see a thing. How great is that darkness? You can't even see your hand in front of you when that darkness fills your soul. No one can serve two masters. For either will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Mammon.
1: Amen. Thank you, Phil, for sharing the word with us. It's been a blessing once again to see the Lord move in our time of worship and speaking to us through songs and to the children and through his word. I'm always amazed at the many ways that the Lord shows himself to us through a Sunday morning Blessing to be here again. Thank you, Phil, for sharing. My little boy's hungry. How about the rest of you? <laughs> Are you hungry? All right. Well, I think lunch is ready. So let's stand and have a prayer, and uh, consider yourselves dismissed. <clears throat> thank you, Father, for this time that you have blessed us with here this morning. Thanks you for your presence here. And I pray that as we continue to fellowship and that we would be blessed and strengthened and continue to bring honor and glory to your name. I thank you for the food that's been provided for us. We just pray your blessing on it. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, right, you're dismissed.